Welcome to a special bonus episode, everybody. We are so excited to be releasing the first episode of our Undying Bonds series onto the public feed during our five-year celebratory Patreon drive that kicked off this week. This episode was originally featured on our Patreon feed, and it's part of a regular series we are doing over there um, called Undying Bonds, which is a game design collaboration where Ryan and I put our heads together to create an RPG uh, based on Nova and Lumen that combines our favorite aesthetics, our signature styles of mm-hmm. magical girls and necromancers. What more could you want? You got magical Literally girls nothing. and my necromancers. You got necromancers and my magical girls. It's that peanut butter and chocolate commercial only cool things. Two great tastes that taste great together. Absolutely. Uh, well, we have been releasing at least one of these every month on Patreon uh, for everybody at the $5 and up level. Uh, and the series itself goes into some really fantastic design discussion. Uh, once we have something playable, uh, we're going to be recording our playtests and putting up some AP on there as well uh, for all the patrons. Also, when it's playable, our patrons at that level will get a playable version of the game themselves. So they'll be able to play test right along with us, uh, which is really exciting. Listening back recently to this first episode, because I wanted to know, remember what it sounded like before we put it out, um, I realized exactly how much has changed since that very first episode Yeah. too. Um, so hopefully that little tidbit of information entices you to, to find out more. Um, yeah. because I think this episode had a really great start, but mm-hmm. where we are at now is fantastic. It's, Leaps I can't wait bounds. to see where it goes. And I really hope that you'll come on that journey with us. Absolutely. As for the Patreon drive itself, uh, you can find out all about some of the fun things that we are offering over the next couple of months. Uh, but we still really need your help. Uh, we have had two new patrons join since our last episode released. Uh, and we are extremely thankful uh, that you were able to join us. Uh, we're going to give proper thanks in the first episode of our series this month coming up on Monday. But in the meantime, uh, we are currently $28 away from our very first goal uh, during this drive. And if we hit that $100 goal, uh, not only will we be covering all the costs that we put into this podcast ourselves, all $5 and up patrons will get a set of custom C3 branded 16 millimeter Tessex D6s. Uh, they're looking amazing. They're I so cool. I cannot wait to get them. We picked such cool colors. I'm so excited. I know. I'm uh, really excited. Uh, so uh, if you want to support us uh, or if you just like unique dice, uh, you can sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash character creation cast. One more exciting Patreon announcement before we get to this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to start offering another perk to all patrons going forward. And that is our series character sheets. Yeah. We've been talking a long time about putting them out somewhere and trying to figure out how to do that and all the ways. Um, and right now we think that putting them out on Patreon for all of our patrons uh, is going to be great. We've had a couple patrons ask about this. Um, so we hope you enjoy looking over our characters as our series releases. Um, so that's going to be going forward. We'll be good about doing that um but also i am going through my old files and stuff and seeing what i have so i'll be posting some of those so for some series i only have my own character Mm -hmm. sheets um it'll kind of hit or miss for stuff in the past but going forward you'll be able to get everything and honestly for this upcoming series I wrote everything down for those ones, too. So I will Uh post my very scribbly notes for those as well. They are gorgeous and color-coded and uh, well well worth the the price of admission there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As always, if you have other ideas of what you might want to see from our Patreon, please feel free to let us know. We're always open to new suggestions and cool things. um, And we would really love your support. Absolutely. 
Uh, we will have so much more to offer throughout the coming months. So stay tuned here to hear how things are going and any more details as we release them. Until then, enjoy this special bonus release of the first episode of Undying Bonds, everybody. Well, welcome to a special bonus segment, patrons. You are uh, amongst the few that get a very early sneak peek at a game that Amelia and I are going to be working on. Uh, we, we like to blend our nonsense, as you mm -hmm. know. Uh, so we're going to be blending our magical girl and necromancer uh, loves into a game tentatively called Undying Bonds right now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be illuminated by Lumen, and it's going to be a hardcore, like, super metal, magical girl necromancer game, <laughs> basically. Yes. A uh, lot, of, lot of potential for drama, a lot of potential for some really amazing battles, uh, all that sort of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would record the process. To, to uh, give you a kind of a front row seat of uh, the design process and mm -hmm. see kind of what we, what we go through. Yeah, I'm excited. We haven't done anything like this together before. Yeah. Um, I've only kind of done this process one other time. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess we should just like dive in and start. Yeah. Um, for right now, the, the system that we'd like to use is... Uh, illuminated by Lumen, because we think it would be fun. It would be fun. Like, do, um, if you listen to our our uh, Nova episodes, mm -hmm. you can kind of hear my brain ticking away with like, ooh, I want, <laughs> I want a magical girl version of this. And like, does it exist yet? It doesn't seem like it does. I would like to make it. Uh, and then I never had time to just sit down and do it. Right. And then Amelia's like, hardcore magical girls? Let's throw some necromancy in there and good to go. Uh, yeah. So, so that's what we're kind of thinking to do. I have some preliminary notes. So let me go over what I had with you first, because we haven't talked about this before. Right. And if any of these sound like, that sounds great. Let's explore that later. That sounds like garbage. Let's throw that out now. That's perfectly fine. It's very basic what I've threw out there beforehand. Yeah. So my initial ideas were like eight to 10 magical girl archetypes to okay. work with eight to ten is a lot eight to ten is a lot but i mean should we start with six we can start with six so we'll say six to ten four powers per archetype which kind of yeah. mirrors the nova yeah sort i mean of you want to have set. enough room to kind of play around with different combinations of things yeah um yeah i agree uh and then, like, in Nova, you get different mods and stuff, right? And the mods right. allow you to do cool things or they augment your abilities or whatever, right? Yes. Um, they can increase your, your ability scores and all that sort of stuff. So I was thinking we could, instead of using mods, you get, like, and, and it could be anything. I said power crystals, like, for your mm -hmm. magical girl gear. And then you basically are able to swap these crystals out between your missions and get a different array of ability boosts and, and alterations and stuff. Okay. Kind of depending on what you are doing. Yeah. What exactly. you're going to be doing. Yeah. Okay. And then the missions themselves, they can be like handed out by your magical animal companion or something like that, right? Because yeah. like it it almost feels like you're gonna be playing magical girls in like a really bad battle. Like, you know, this is years after the the big bad of the magical girl season one okay. annihilated everything and did and succeeded at their task and now you're working your way to overthrowing them okay you feel like we need like a um because i feel like if you're getting missions just from your own annual animal companion mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily like tie a group together i feel like we need like what is our Zordon? Right. You know? And that's traditionally in the magical girl genre. The, there mm -hmm. is usually only one companion for the whole group. Okay. Right? 
Yeah. In Sailor Moon's case, there's two, but really Luna is the one in charge. Right. Okay. Whereas Artemis is just kind of like the cheeky, uh, you know, side side companion. Sure. That was, I, I guess it originated because Sailor Venus was the original comic, the original manga. But you mm-hmm. know, that's besides the point. So, like, magical companion. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because I'm not super, you, like, magical girl. Yeah, you're not super not well-versed magical. in the magical girl genre. But yeah. I think you've got... Of well, I've got a pretty good lock on the necromancer thing. Yes, <laughs> the necromancer portion, and then you've got like those two years of any experience with the breadth yeah. of rules and game design and like what Definitely. works, what doesn't, and stuff. And I think that'll be mm-hmm. a really, really nice addition to this. Yeah. All right. So then, for character creation, I I, I just started with something really simple. You pick your archetype, you add points to your stats. Uh, The stats I had come up with uh, were love, justice, and passion. Okay. Where love is like your practiced or sincere actions. Mm -hmm. Um, Justice is like your your powerful uh, sort of actions. Uh, And passion's like your swift sort of actions, like the heat of the moment, uh, you know, sort of actions. Okay. Things things you do without thinking, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then between those three stats, that'll be all of your like combat abilities, you know, based off of stuff like that, like Nova has. Um, But then when you're outside of combat, Nova's got this like really basic uh, use of those stats that I don't fully understand yet that allows you to use those stats in various situations and stuff, right? Um, yeah, so I'm that's, trying to remember. It 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 seems like it works. This isn't the point of the game, so it's not a big focus mm-hmm. of like why you're using these stats. It's just you've got the three stats, and you have to justify which stat you're using, uh, in like an approach style, right? Right, right. And, which I is a thing that I I really love in games. Yeah, is like, tell me how you're doing this, and then you know potentially the results will vary depending on which yeah you know how you how you went about this right Um, exactly okay and then i had um like your max health and your max heart will get set then health is pretty self-explanatory that's like uh your your physical health right right going in there and then heart is like the stuff that you spend on your powers and abilities and stuff. Which I think is fuel in Nova, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. that that like you you got your heart in the game, you're you're able to do cool stuff. All right. And then you get two crystal mods off the bat. Okay. Um so that that's like the super basic high level character creation, right? Okay. Um now the 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 really interesting thing about the magical girl genre is it's it's as much about the mundane as it is about the extraordinary. Right. Right? Whereas Nova is a power fantasy. Like 95% of the focus of Nova is kicking butt. It's those missions. Yes, yeah. those missions you're doing some really cool stuff. Maybe you're stealing mods in a heist or something like that. Maybe you're uh, going against this, the unknowable darkness, right? Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. So, like, I, I would love to see if we can kind of balance the rules to be both about the combat as well as, mm-hmm. like, the I'm mundane stuff. I'm wondering if we need... Um, you know, this whole time we've been like Lumen, it's great, perfect. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think a lot in a lot of ways it is. Um, but you and I are narrative focused yes. players. Um, I like the combat in yes. Lumen. Um, because it appeals to that sort of puzzle solving kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's not just I hit it with a sword. Yep. Um, but and especially because it's, it it keys a lot off of the other players. Yep. It's not. And like the way it is in a lot of RPGs where combat is the one time that there are these distinct 
turns. Yeah. And you do still have that here. But what you do keys off of being set up by other people, which I think is really great yes. for that magical girl team. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. Part of it. Like that, that, that tickled that portion of the, the magical part of my brain yeah. that, that said, this is a magical girl anime combat. Right. Right. Where right. they're setting each other up for the finishing move sort of thing. But I'm wondering if we need to kind of have a marriage of systems here to do something with that the social downtime that's a, thing, that's, because I, I think that's really important. Yeah. So let's make a note here. Uh, illuminated by Lumen uh, for the uh, combat mission uh, portion. Uh, can we blend it? with uh with another sort of system mm -hmm. or at the very least take inspiration from how another system might handle the right. more mundane aspects of the game um because it is it is important to me that they don't feel completely divorced from each other that yeah. you're not playing two different games and having to learn yeah. two different rule sets obviously yeah that's important to me too like your love justin sebastian would still be you know Mm -hmm. there um there might be uh something in the um it's the the magical girl game by uh kevin petker um where yeah. i think this is the one that i'm thinking of you have to do stuff in the mundane world and that recharges your abilities to do stuff as magical girls yeah um so it could be like a system of like doing mundane things and playing out mundane narrative stuff uh, gives you more heart to deal with. Or maybe since it's akin to a video game, right? Mm -hmm. Nova is and, and Lumen. We could have like boosters, like multipliers. You, you gain multipliers or boosters for the, the, the cool combat stuff the more mundane drama sort of stuff that you take care of. Yeah. So they could, they could kind of feed each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I want the systems to feel compatible, but I also, I'm a huge proponent of that concept that not every system is meant to do everything. And I yeah. don't know that Lumen is something that is meant to really have those. The social. The social sorta. downtime interactions yeah. that. Are, are necessary and, um, and, and and ideally would like help set up the things that are happening in those combat scenarios yes. because you don't want those to be completely divorced yep. either and just be like now we go on a mission yep well because that's that's another huge staple of the magical girl thing right is the mundane happenings and problems that they face in the mundane world directly tie in with the monster of the week they mm -hmm. tie in with like the villain's plans that week, all that sort of stuff. So like the the fact that you can you play out mundane scenes and now thematically the stuff that you're going to be facing deals with those mundane topics that you've covered could be really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, especially if we have the cadence of like an episode of a magical girl show where you start mundane things start happening and now you have to go on this mission and then you know rinse repeat sort of deal so here's my here's my question yes um and this this may not necessarily like matter but i like to talk things out which is yeah. why this is good to do as a podcast exactly um do we want to set lumen as our main game and try to like make something else do the mundane or do we want to pick something that like does that mundane and say we really like combat and lumen well that's an interesting thought um let's think about that right right um, yeah it's just i mean everything yeah. at this point is just like a let's throw out some ideas all, do all some talking theory, points yep. see what sticks mm -hmm. um because either way could work or we could find out that lumen is fine enough and we don't need to get that granular as long as we've got the right feedback loops right 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 yeah as long as the things play off of each other in a way that we need them to mm -hmm. um and that's something that i think will require a little more research from both of us on yeah. this 
system and how it really works and and possibly even reaching yeah. out to Spencer and saying, how do you think we can, you yeah. know, like, what is your advice on, on doing this too? Right. Because um, uh, one of the things I'm thinking of right now is like, well, maybe one of the ways to get new crystal mods is to do mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe it's unlocked by emotions. Like, so if you role play certain emotions, you can pick from certain crystal families or something like that, right? Yeah, I think you, I, th- I think this is going to be an ongoing theme of me yeah. saying scale back. Scale back, um, yeah. Scale back, because, you know, you're like, what if we made a game with 18 genres and six playbooks <laughs> each? And, you know, and I'm like, that's nee. just, that's just chimera. Let's, let's start with something that we can run a one shot yeah, of. Yeah, 100%. And then go from there. Yeah. Um, But I think in order for that to stay interesting you're going to need to have a variety of crystal mods that you can get at a variety of levels yeah and you're talking about having to make all of those because i think if you you know if you only have like four or five crystal mods doing Mm -hmm. the mundane stops being super interesting because you're not it you know it's no longer exciting Mm -hmm. you're not gaining access to this new and i guess the the question is is how long would a campaign be for this type of game right? right like uh, are we shooting for something that can be run perpetually mm-hmm. and it's just done whenever you're done with a story? Is it like a, a 10 session thing to, you know, fully nicely wrap up what you can do and get to your peak level? Quote mm-hmm. unquote? Um, or, or is it something that's more geared towards like a four session or even a one shot, one shot sort of deal, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think as far as designing a game, I would want to start with something that can be run in a one shot. Yeah. And then kind of figure out how to expand it from there. Like I need the game at a baseline to be playable. Mm. How it scales then becomes another aspect of it, I think. I I do think for a Magical Girl game, um, especially one called Undying Bonds. Yeah. We need room to explore those relationships. Yes. And I don't know that that's something that you can do easily in a one shot. Exactly. Um, you know, not without really kind of skipping over you a have lot to, of you stuff. You have to accelerate you know? a bunch, especially if you're doing. I would like this doing... to not be like, you know, the, the 10 minute recap of last season. Yeah. I would like to be an actual season, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I, I think the character creation has to be swift enough. Uh, but like still have those like connections that you can pull on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, you need to start with some kind of connection, but I also think that part of the magical girl part of it is that those, those relationships need to be malleable. Yeah, exactly. So I think, well, I think we can figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, what if we, uh, especially for an initial like version, mm-hmm. um, we focus on the doing magical girl stuff because that that feels like a, an achievable go goal that has the most knowns to it. So, like when you are in magical girl yeah, form, when, when you're in magical girl girl form, um, okay. to see if the like uh, that because that that's kind of would be the main draw. Of mm-hmm. a power fantasy, magical girl, necromancer sort of game is doing right. wild stuff in combat against, you know, the weirdest magical girl undead enemies of what whatever, right? Right. Um, so I think if we can if we can hone that in a little bit, then we can in the meantime do research on how can we loop the mundane in? Mm-hmm. How here, can right? we make this interesting and how can we yeah, tie the two together? Exactly. My other question here is how are we incorporating the necromancy part of this where it's not just like running the game in black and white? You know what I right. mean? Like where it's not just an aesthetic choice, but yes. like a narrative so, mechanical decision as well. So my initial thoughts uh, I had put in uh, for the rules, like one of the things uh, in uh, Nova is when you hit zero health, 
that triggers uh, a, a supernova ability or whatever. I forget what it's called mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and that that's your like, I'm at zero health. I do this really out there thing. And now I'm back on my feet and I'm ready for combat, right? Right. Um, so I thought, well, magical girls in in all the magical girl shows that I've seen, unless it's like, you know, quote unquote a cutscene, um, mm-hmm. th- when they get knocked down bad by the enemy, they always get back up. They always find a new power, they always find a way to best the evil that is you know, plaguing them for that episode or arc, right? Mm-hmm. And so my initial thought was, yeah, at zero health, you're down but not out. And then you call upon one of the ancient magical girl souls, um, and they answer your call, and then you can have, like, this scene with this yeah. person that used to be a magical girl and was killed in the past by the enemy you're fighting. Mm-hmm. And then their soul blends with yours. Okay. And uh, that causes a surge of magical energy. Uh, that soul's now a part of you, and you gain what is left of their memories. Interesting. Which I think could could kind of like really s- spiral into something really interesting and and cool. I think that that decision is going to have a huge impact on the mundane part though a hundred percent um you know and kind of changes I, th- I think it has a very powerful impact on how mundane the mundane actually is yes um i also <laughs> <laughs> want to question is that too much like alchemistresses well a little bit right I might yeah, have I mean, you're gaining someone else's someone memories. else's memories, right? And um, th- that does pull a little bit of inspiration from that, I'm sure. I also wonder, um, like not to rain on your parade, mm-hmm. but how um, how well does that work in a group dynamic? Right. If I have this now, like this patron whose memories I have. Mm-hmm. But like nobody else has memories, or if they do have memories, they're not necessarily connected to this same mm-hmm. patron that I have. I feel like we we do slightly run the risk of like having it be web. the Amelia show this week and the Ryan show next week, and the you know like if those right. complicated stories don't blend mm-hmm. with each other, yeah. Um, and, I, you know, you don't necessarily want it to be, like, the same patron for everybody because that's not as interesting. No. Um, so I think I, that's that's just, like, a, a thing to think about is how can we make sure that whatever the result of this is mm-hmm. is something that can be incorporated into the mundane and can be done in a way that isn't yeah. singularly focused on one person. What if uh, instead of, like... You know, you're down and you just consume the whole soul of this one person that's random, right? What if during a mission, you get a group, uh, like a previous group of magical girls that had died? Like the whole group was wiped out. And that's, the, that's yeah, headspace. like a headspace sort of situation, right? Headspace. I like it. Okay. I, th- I think okay, I see I'm where gonna you're going. I'm going to just make a little note here. Yeah. Space and and like every the idea of having to pull memories from, um, even if it's somebody that's like previously lost in your own group, yeah, because I also think that that has the potential to oh, you're right, help form bonds in the mundane Mm -hmm. because you are all collectively grieving and trying to like make up for this sort of hole in your group and um there's a lot of emotional Mm -hmm. baggage there especially if you are then like if you're down and you you have like the spirit of this you know (sighs) former group member or whatever yeah yeah yeah. bestowing one of their powers upon you because if we each have like four powers or whatever yeah um you know, if they are bestowing some of their powers onto you, but you also get like, you know, 
added like emotional guilt about these uh-huh. things, you know? Um, and, and how does that like, because I think you also maybe inherit their feelings about other team members too yes. and yeah. have to grapple with the way that that, you know, factors in with your own feelings about those team members yep. too. I like that. And I, I was also thinking, uh, two things here. Mm-hmm. Um, like each time you hit zero HP in a battle, mm-hmm. you pull a little bit from one of those, uh, one of those spiritual guardians. Um, and that like, it doesn't get tapped out until maybe the end of the mission or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you get the memories, you get potentially the pain of those memories and now you're getting to know these people more and you get to have the memories of like, you know, ultimately maybe them seeing their companions get killed in front of them and that sort of stuff. Maybe. So are these, are these like former groups? Like this is not a person that was ever part of your group. Uh, it could be, I think. And that's that, how I was that, thinking that comes about to it. The, that comes to my second point of in Illuminated by Lumen, there's there's not a concept, or at least in Nova, there's not the concept of your character dies. Right. Right? Because it's a power fantasy of, like, you're going to win. It's just a matter of how. Mm-hmm. Right? But I also think that doesn't necessarily mean no one died before. Right, exactly. Like, we've had technological advancements since then. Yeah. That, like, and, you know, and maybe that's part of it, too, is that, like, this could have been prevented if it had been now. Yeah, exactly. So in in this game, what if you could refuse the help when you hit zero hit points to accept then? to accept a permanent death and to become one of the souls that can feed your team? I don't think like that's not part of the like you're going to win all the time sort of deal, right? I also think that that's like not as fun to play then, right? Because like, what are you doing? The, well, everybody else is at school. Well, you the, know? well, the question would be like, how does that magical girl spark pass on to another, right? Because like, are you just random people that are reincarnated from magical girls of the past, technically, or are you just random people that somehow gained this ability somehow? I don't. I don't know, but I think there's also the question then too of like, how deep are we going in the lore of this setting? Right. Because, you know, especially when you're starting to make a game, like, do you, do you need to know all of those things? Do you need to know how many generations of magical girls there were before you, or if they got their power from the moon or rocks or dead gods or some of that kind of becomes aesthetic? Yeah, that. I would say choices. we would I think leave... it'd be good to have like a, a slight, like kind of broad idea. Yes. Um, but I don't know that we need like whole world lore no, of like No, absolutely not. I don't I don't want a like this is the way the world is, now play in it sort of right. situation. I would love a little bit of collaborative world building at the very least. Yeah. Um, I mean, but like I, I think I want to make it flexible enough that that world building is done by other people. Yes. That I'm not like we're not making those decisions about correct. That's what you I'm know. Saying. Are you yep. like? In, I think one of the questions can be is like, where did you get your powers? Is it something that was passed down from a mentor? Is it yep. some freak accident that you mm-hmm. were all part of and like a meteor crashed and now you're magic? Uh-huh. Like, you know, to kind of give people those options yes. and let that color their choices from there. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, let let the people decide. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that could be that could be interesting. And then if you choose, I because I think a permanent death could be like super dramatic. And it right, does but I feel happen. like that's that's something for like an outgoing player. Because like right. I feel like at that point, if you have this death, you're gonna have to make a new character. Yeah. Um. Is that is that a bad thing though? Like is no, is it? No, I just I don't know option? that like that we want to have on the table. Yeah, I just don't know that like mechanically it's something that we really need to spend a lot of right time on. I think like we can just I, we could easily say right now, hey, if you don't want to continue, you can just choose to die and start over. Yes. And that's that's think, the mechanic. I think that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. That makes sense. Um 
And there could be any number of reasons for why. And that can be up to you, I guess. Right. I think that can be narratively up to the player and the group and, you know. Um, Absolutely. All right. So I think that, okay, so the big, like, hold on, I started a new page here. So I think there are a couple questions we need to answer. So thematically, we need to talk about, like, what happens when you get to that zero health. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, is it a spirit of a former teammate? Is it a god? Is it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like a magical girl past? And what are you getting from them? Yeah. Like, what kind of exchange is being made here? What kind of deal? Right is happening um because I, I think we want it to be something that has consequences in the mundane world yeah but I, I want it to be something that is emotionally impactful mm-hmm. and doesn't take away from a group dynamic mm-hmm. um you know like i said i think like gaining memories from someone has the potential to like set you off on your own story journey that mm-hmm. doesn't match up with what's happening with the group and i don't want to start like separating people right it could be a shared memory amongst the group too like you you're down you get this memory from this past soul and Mm -hmm. now everybody your group gets the same memory and now you collectively have this shared memory as if you were all that person for that memory and and how does that how does that, you know, balance with, you know, you're yourself, but now you've all shared this potential secret, potential, like, regret, potential, like, uh, yeah. really morose moment in life. Could be any number of things. I, I want something that is, um, I, I want something that's in the in-between of those. Okay. Of, like... Because I don't, as a player, necessarily like the idea of, like, you get to zero, and now you've inflicted something on me because you made this agreement. That's fair. Because you chose not to die. Like, now I get this thing. That's fair. Um, But again, I don't want it to be, like, you've got a whole separate story moment that has nothing to do with what the group is doing. Mm -hmm. So there has to be some kind of balance in there that's, like, this is a thing that impacts the group yeah you know it it impacts the group's story but doesn't isn't necessarily inflicted upon members of the group right does that make sense yeah that does make sense um which is why i kind of like the idea of like a a headspace situation where you're like pulling something from someone right um you know and now you have this knowledge but you also have these memories yeah um but i i like the idea of it being a person that you all share in common. Okay. So that, you know, if I'm pulling the memories of like our own dead teammate, mm-hmm. like that impacts everybody, but technically is only about my character. Right. That makes sense. So like effectively, um, this group would have a link to allow them to have shared memories and or not shared memories shared emotions and and thoughts like being able to communicate potentially headspace style okay so what if what if um it's like in the past your group has had a mentor of some sort yeah and before like in media res you've lost that mentor somehow so this is a person that is important to all of us they were incredibly skilled and taught us the things that we know if you get to zero you can pull on that knowledge but you also gain you know some of the the memories or the emotions or you know something like that that now is a bond that you have with this dead mentor that other people don't necessarily have okay and you know you're getting the the added like feelings of you know reliving that loss and that yeah. grief and like you know potentially seeing conversations that they had with another member of mm-hmm. your group that you didn't know about before oh, and yeah. so how does that impact you know my feelings about you now that i know you had this conversation mm-hmm. with our mentor about me okay that's interesting um when i was initially thinking of this 
my thought was there's been X generations of magical girls that have Mm -hmm. all gone against this threat and failed. We're the generation that's going to succeed, right? Okay. Uh, We're the generation that will will for sure defeat this great evil that's been enslaving all of, you know, humankind or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever nonsense that you want to throw on it. And um, my thought was, we're the ones that are going to succeed because we're, we found a way to pull on the, the power and abilities and, and memories and feelings and stuff of all the magical girl groups from the past. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can like, they, they basically take in a pool of, you know, four or five magical girls and now expanded that a hundredfold because now they've got access to a hundred times the power. Through. Yeah, I just think you run the risk then of like everybody's pulling on a different one from the past. Right. Getting something different and those things don't maybe transfer maybe, well to like growing that cohesion as a group because that's a lot of what the mundane yeah. stuff is about is like our interactions with it. it's the the intra party stuff. Right. And if we're all pulling memories from like thousands of different mm-hmm. magical girls past, it doesn't necessarily like right. bond us together more. I wonder if there is a balance we can find between um like does it does it have to be memories that we pull upon from the previous people um is it just like we're just going to consume their souls and now we have to live with the fact that these souls are no longer out there um and you know you get to do it as many times as you want cuz it's a power fantasy and you know it's right. metal as heck to be like I'm I'm not going to die because I'm consuming the soul of uh, a past person that was a magical girl. This also brings up a point, too, though, of how often are people reaching zero? And if we start making this memories thing or souls thing like a core mechanic and nobody ever gets to zero. Well, people are going to get to zero because they're going to want to get to zero. Right. Like in in Nova. Part of the draw is getting, is super getting to zero ability, and doing yeah. that supernova ability. Yeah. And, I, I think and you're my thing run. is that like I want it to be something like whatever you get from it. Like you get to do your supernova ability yeah, or whatever. But I want cool it to thing. be something that that impacts impacts the group dynamic. Yes. So that like we go home after this battle and it's like we go home oof. changed. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I, th- I think we're on the same page there. Right. For sure. Now we just have to, I, I don't expect us to figure it out now. No, no, but, I just want to make sure on the same page yes. of like what, you know, like what level of thing are we talking? Thematically, yeah. what are we talking? Because I definitely want it to have something to do with yeah. necromancy too. So, so getting to zero health changes something about either the group or uh, yeah the group something in the group changes the dynamic changes something changes Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out right Um, yeah like i said i want it to be something that happens to you that changes how you interact with the group yes absolutely um and and potentially opens up more drama uh in in especially in the mundane area that should be good okay um and then my thought for the mechanics were you get half your health back, rounded up, uh, and then uh, you do some cool stuff, I guess. I'm not really sure what I was writing here. I said, then Return until the battle, end of battle. Max health, round up. Then at the end of battle, gain one temporary max health and one temporary boost to an attribute of your choice. So you get boosted This temporary up. max health. Yeah, so it's like it's it, like you gain more health, so you die less often. Um, but that's not really a temporary boost, then, is it? Uh, until the end of the battle, right? So if there's oh, so you're talking about dying multiple times in one battle? Yes, okay. exactly. Um, so I think that's kind of what I was going for there. I mm-hmm. don't think I completed that thought. Yeah. Um, I think I was. I think that was one of the times when I was on my phone and just writing out 
random. Yeah. Quick, put this down before I forget. Uh Uh-huh. Pretty much. And I'm like, I don't know if this is anything, but let me throw it in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of those nitty gritty mechanical balancing details, right? Yeah. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, But I do love the thought of getting a a surge of power and doing something super cool when you hit level zero or zero health. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a core mechanic of Nova. Exactly. Um, And so like that will obviously depend on your archetype. Mm -hmm. So do we roughly real quick Mm -hmm. want to talk about broadly? What are our archetypes? Oh, interesting. Um, We've got, so we've got like the, the hardcore sort of uh, super metal magical girl theme sort of going on right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is maybe this is a thing that we need to put down as something to yeah. research in the future because the, the archetypes in Nova are not like air, fire, water, you know, like they are right. complex kind of nuanced things. Yep. Um, I think my question is, you know, it's like thematically, where are we? Yeah. Leaning as far as like, because these won't necessarily impact personality traits so much as like the stats will we're talking like archetypes are going to relate to your abilities and how you do what what sort of cool like yeah puzzle solving Mm -hmm. things do you get right yeah yeah yeah. okay um i i mean we we have to have like straight up necromancer right like race race things you kill from the dead to be on your side Mm mm-hmm I think yeah. that that feels correct. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> um, gosh. I mean, I, and so then what is the magical girl version of like this quintessential is like pulling on, you know, so it's like if, if, if I, yeah, we're just going to assume I am necromancer type. Right. Um, so if my thing is like pulling on the dead, to like add power to us yeah i feel like the magical girl side of that is somehow amplifying the bonds of our group oh yeah yeah like the the polar opposite side of that would be right so i mean i wonder at that point instead of like adding more enemies you know or adding more uh group members to your own group yeah are you um buffing the people on your shit like yeah you know rather than being the dps are you the support i like i i do like figuring out tank dps support roles Mm -hmm. uh for a lot of these things too because it's supposed to feel like a video game right right what was the it was supposed to be um like nova was kind of like the um what's that popular game that you play right yeah that one you know uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's got the oh, five destiny destiny yeah, yeah. yeah uh so it's kind of supposed to be like a destiny sort of riff mm-hmm. right um so like having those main sort of dps tank right roles, yeah i mean i think to start and then you kind of you know for the other three if we say we're making six or whatever yeah. are sort of like this is the dps support this is the tank support yep. this is the tank dp you know like kind of in in between those things i do like that Um, thought so yeah i think you want to have one um offensive one defensive one that sort of like buffs the people on your team yep okay i'm just gonna write that down for now like we don't even need to necessarily sort out like straight necromancer straight magical girl but like we want to yeah make these like tank damage support yeah and blend blends of such That might be a good way to approach them and, and see what sort of interesting things there. Because, like, you know, you, when when you're talking about Nova, you've got the uh, the Sanguine, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically your vampire type. And then you've got, uh, you know, the the plague one, uh, the pox, I think it was called. Yeah. Um, and so you got like all these uh, interesting like, that's that's your DPS over right. time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh your your dots damage over yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, yeah, it could be really interesting uh what sort of directions we could go with that. And I think I think that'll be a, a good discussion when we can when we can dive into those. Right. Um 
then I think that in my in my smart goals, <laughs> as always, yep. um, my sort of like what are our action items moving forward, particularly what order do we want to try and tackle some of these things? Because I think there is yeah. the tendency, the way our brains work to be like, oh, okay, like I'm going to make this combat type. Oh, but then over in the mundane world, that'll impact it. And it's uh-huh. like, we need to like, be like, <laughs> should we focus let's, next let's, time maybe on creating those archetypes? Yes. Let's focus on archetypes next time, because I think we can make character creation super simple. Right. I mean, as it is in Nova. As it is in Nova, you know, it exactly. It is just like pick these two or three things. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's only a few little additional things we would need to do to character creation to, right. to really blend in the mundane stuff. And I don't think we have to go over that right away. Okay. Um, so I think if we kind of mirror what Nova does and uh, kind of pull that into a magical girl sort of mindset, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be a really good start. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I feel like this is a good, this was a good initial chat about what we want to do. Our big action items between now and next time are going to be to read up a little more on Nova, particularly how some of that combat like interaction works so that we can get these archetypes right. Um, We want to think about what that supernova ability can look like. Mm -hmm. And then we want to, um, figure out something like how to mechanize this mundane part so that it yeah. clicks with the absolutely uh, yeah the combat part yeah i think that'd be fun um we right. can, we'll we'll start out small and and work our way in definitely very cool well thank you for joining us uh patrons uh this was this was a fun first session uh i th- i think we've got a decent amount of ideas to really kind of move yeah. forward with this i'll be so. really interested to see how this kind of changes yeah. over time too absolutely um yeah so thank you for joining us for episode one of undying bonds <laughs>